lessons from the pandemic? What did this year teach you? And what did you learn? All right. Woo. Audio. 43. Okay. Lessons from the pandemic. What did this year teach you? Lessons from the pandemic. And I've had a a few. A few. Okay. What the pandemic has taught me or what I've learned. What did this year teach me? I think 2020 taught me a lot of things. But um, I feel like one of the main things is just kind of like expect the unexpected. Like... When things are bad, I mean, they can always get worse. Like, (laughs) I mean, (laughs) kind of a dark tone, but. This is Rebecca calling from the North Pole, as John Elliott liked to say it. No, but from above the Arctic Circle in Sweden. And I was on here a year ago and I had a runny nose and a cough and I was confused and my head was spinning from being a part of a historic time and life-changing events. Now a year later, my head isn't spinning. I am not confused. I just feel numb in a way. I became numb, I think. Keep on going. Yeah, right. Yeah, all right. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. So the first uh, Alien movie came out in 1979 and uh, arguably the best the best of the alien franchise um, it's it's certainly dated as as all things from that era or from any previous era often are um, Asher did you did you do the ABCs when you wash your hands I don't know I don't know I just got another text message I don't know if this is indicative of the past year, but you've asked me for like a week and a half to send you uh, some sort of voice memo, voice memo about what my COVID year has been like. And I think it's mostly been this, just like failing to like actually get in touch with people um, because I'm too focused on insignificant, obtuse home projects. Like right now I'm going through all of my socks and this is like very important for me to be alone doing this right now. Obtuse, insignificant. This past year has been mostly that. Meditative, meditative, insignificant, superfluous chores. Superfluous, 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 insignificant. Yeah, I think that's also just the thirty. Fuck, I gotta go. I learned how to make some pretty amazing kombucha and it turns out homemade granola is amazing i have one friend who referred to this like the most of like the bulk of this past year as a covid vacation covid vacation vacation and that really bothered me not only because of the obvious like tons of people suffered this year like lots of people suffered lots of people died and so I wouldn't refer to this in such a leisurely way at all. COVID um, vacation. But I've also spoken to people who've been like, man, this this really just gave me an opportunity to just slow down and really just like look at what's important or learn a new skill or learn how to sourdough bake. Or I just, you know, I think I really needed the reset. Again, I don't like romanticizing a terrible thing that happened because this is a terrible thing that happened. And it's still happening for some people. With the fires and just horrible things happening left and right. Chadwick Boseman dying, RBG dying. And like by the end of the year, like when some horrible thing that would have been front page news happened, it's just like, oh, well, yeah, that's 2020. And uh, I feel like that's just been like kind of crazy for it to 
just have normalized such horrible, nasty things. Aliens, which is a de facto Alien 2, came out in 1986. So, you know, seven years later, nearly a decade later, the second one came out. And it's a, it holds up. It's a, it's a, it's a solid movie. Um, I have also learned that the tiny social interactions that we have all day, every day, or that we used to have, um, are nutrients for people. And that I've been using my scurvy analogy, like we don't know we're getting these nutrients until we have to really purposefully like pack lemons up in a barrel to take on our long trip. And so we haven't realized the extent of loss um, until like our bones start crumbling and that that's been happening to a lot of people. I know I'm seeing a lot of people in my practice with really clinically significant depressive symptoms and anxiety symptoms and it's because they don't have those nutrients um, that it's a grief and loss process and that it's trauma because trauma is an experience of losing a sense of safety and we just don't have that and so I call it ambient trauma and that's been a helpful frame there's also a clinical term ambiguous loss that's a thing ambient trauma ambient trauma ambient trauma ambiguous loss ambiguous loss ambiguous loss ambiguous loss ambiguous loss I uh, broke up with my boyfriend that I had a life with and uh, was living with and been together with for four years cut all my hair off. I got really into astrology. Last year on Audio 33, I shared all of the simple facts I knew about COVID. I guess I wanted to correct a lot of wide-ranging misconceptions, and I did call out all the people who bought out the toilet paper, and I still feel strongly about that. But I didn't really share anything that was personal. In the past year, I have lived a simple, quiet life. I'm lucky enough to live on a farm in a quiet agricultural area. I tended the farm, I cooked a lot, we picked grapes, we made wine. On the whole, it was a very quiet and tranquil year, with one major exception, which is that I switched genders. Yes, I am now a trans female. I was Ted, now I'm Amy. This is not a test. Oh. First of all, it continues to teach. It's going to continue past this year. And what I learn is going to continue to evolve as it continues. I think actually one of the best things I read this last year was what you sent me when the new year rolled around and you said, I'd like to think of it as a continuum rather than something that's new. And that makes sense. So that was big, actually, uh, aha moment was trying to think differently to learn what is important and do my best to preserve it and hold on to it and that perhaps a lot of the priorities in our lives we're just making us ill. And it took an illness or a virus to teach us that so much isn't working. But also, there is so much that's 
available to us if we slow down and appreciate what we have. Hey, Brother John, buddy. Happy Blessed Tuesday and Spiritual is Brother Axeman sitting here at the Spiritual Piano. And uh, here we go. Thought I'd send you some piano tracks. This year has been a lot at home with two children who require lots of energy outputting activities. You could say it's been a roller coaster. Good for some things, bad for others. Still clutching on to the ride. Something that I've been thinking about a lot is how to approach situations with curiosity and without expectation. Curiosity? And without... Expectation. 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 that a hands-free headset is a worthwhile investment and I learned that gardening is my favorite form of self-care and I learned that a little bit of fresh air and sunshine goes a long way. grateful for everything I was able to see, experience, all the people I met before this happened and before we got locked in or locked down, whatever. And I'm really sad to think that my kids maybe will not be able to experience this life in the way that I was fortunate enough to experience it. That makes me really, really sad that you meet young children now and the first words they learned to speak were masks or masks and everything concerning corona because that's the word they were born into that makes me really really sad And I know that there are people that say like, yeah, I'm so grateful for, uh, because I learned during this year that I can take it slow and that I can whatever, get connected with myself again and appreciate the me time and uh, whatever, that I do not have to rush anymore and uh, I get it. I didn't need to learn that, so that's why I'm like, yeah, really, welcome to your life. It's, I don't know, so that's my positive uh, outcomes of this lesson life taught us, or whatever, or humans taught us once again really limited because I was pretty happy before already and I was taking it slow and was really aware of how fortunate and alive I am before already so I don't know well so far maybe I'm really sorry that it took so long. 
that I answered, but I, I really like speechless. I don't know what to say, and too many thoughts. And at the same time, nothing to say <laughs> in a way. Yeah, really. Yeah, really. Welcome to your life. Yo, bro. Brother John, buddy, that was the piano tracks, and now here are the keyboard tracks. Tracks one and two. Rhythm button, set the piano. Here we go. Alien 3 came out in 92. So a six year, six year break in between um, those movies. And so I recently watched Alien Resurrection, which is ostensibly Alien 4, which came out in 1997. And I was warned that uh, that it's a terrible movie. I think the, somebody told me that it, quote, sucks. Like that with a whole lot of U's. And then a, I think it's S, like U, 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 C, K, S. Or maybe you do a couple of C's and a couple of K's. I don't, I'm not, I'm unsure on the spelling. Um, but I was warned that it sucks. And, um. And I gotta say that it, I, I felt it was better than than Alien Three. I I felt let down by Alien Three, and I felt like Alien Resurrection, oddly, perhaps coincidentally, like rejuvenated my appreciation for the Alien franchise. Never take for granted or underestimate the wonder, power, and majesty of a Salsabar. There are an infinite number of hand sanitizers with varying levels of viscosity, strange scents, and though some evaporate, other hand sanitizers will dry from a sticky film to an inert substance that can be reactivated when a re different hand sanitizer is applied on the top. I'm super impressed with how my children rolled with and adapted to the virtual learning the year and I'm grateful that their mother was able to run a pod school just down the street. I do not need to run around like a beheaded chicken as much as I used to do, although I will always find new ways. Don't take slow time for granted. Though collaboration can take many forms and technology is amazing, there's no substitute for playing with and connecting with people in real time in the same place. It's okay not to write a novel or a few song cycles just because you've got time on your hands. The Kinks are an amazing band and their early catalog is damn good medicine. Bike riding while listening to Brazilian music is great therapy. Handshakes are passe and dispensable, apparently, but toe taps, elbow bumps, and myriad other motions can arise to take their place, especially in elementary schools. And I'm wondering which gesture is going to be the victor in the evolution of low-risk contact greetings. Kissing booths and bobbing for apples are probably never coming back. What did I learn from the pandemic? Mm. One thing, um, one thing that was confirmed was that I do indeed like my own company, which is a very good thing when you are forced to be alone. It's not such a good thing when you're forced to be alone with other people, although it's someone you really love or like. Um, 
I also learned that I indeed do like to play a lot of songs to people and I do like to travel. Um, too much of anything is just too much. So too much of not playing is bad. Too much sometimes of playing is too much. And too much of being alone sometimes is too much. And too much time being with other people is too much. So <laughs> sometimes I find myself looking more and more like a full-blown Tom Cruise crazy eyes person. Um, so I've learned that I get those eyes sometimes when things are too much. Um, but it's all coming in waves and if you see the pandemic as a wave going downwards still in that downward feeling there's actually ups and downs um, and I think it's interesting to see it that way that even in that down wave is multiple waves one more lesson that I learned while jumping in the ocean is that when you're in the waves they are way bigger than they appear from the shore after a few months of seeing literally no one else we got a dog a three-legged rescue named drifter he has lived almost his entire life in the pandemic a Catahoula, Louisiana leopard dog, one of three breeds that can climb trees. People ask how he lost his leg. I often say it was a tree climbing accident. I made a doggy door because he was a stray and likes to run free. I have not played a show to a live audience since September of 2019. But in the pandemic, I have played over 200 to the thunderous silence of the cold camera lens. Drifter has even made an appearance as a cast member. We don't let him go out at night, so we have to block the doggy door. What do we use? The shiny rolling road case that still lives by the door till it can be loaded into my van so it can see the thin highways of fat America and make its entrance through the dressing room doors of some theater somewhere, someday. I get my second vaccine shot on March 15th, one year to the day that lockdown began. At first it was kind of nice that everything or everyone was like sort of on pause, which I felt like I needed a break at that time and that happened, everything just stopped. Now I'm not, I don't feel that way. I want things to start back up again, like everybody else. But a lot of different things, a lot of big things happened during this pandemic. And I guess a lot of realization of, you know, my environment, being aware and conscious about it. And I guess that's also making me notice the things that I need and that I miss a lot right now. Like holding my grandmother's hand. I really miss being close to her. Um, I really miss playing music for people, meeting people, going places. I really miss that. I also kind of, I'm kind of sick of feeling constantly paranoid about what your body's doing. And if your body is doing something odd, then you're like, oh, I, I'm sick and I have it. But maybe it's just the way it feels to have a body. So that I'm kind of looking forward to when that isn't happening anymore. But so yeah, I'm doing good, but I'm fucking <laughs> waiting for this to be over. We're starting to vaccinate people in Sweden. It's going very slow. My grandma still hasn't got it, but 
hopefully soon. And I'm looking forward to summer and not this darkness in winter. I am above the Arctic Circle, so you can understand what it's like. I can't believe it's been a year since things started shutting down and you did that audio episode, getting people's feedback. I guess some life lessons or just aspects that really stand out are, um, to me, one would be routine. I, th- I spent so many years like raging against the routine and suddenly this year when I didn't really have much of one for a while, I found myself longing for one and then trying to recreate one. So I, I had a better appreciation for the value of a good routine. Doesn't necessarily mean, mean with employment, just having a routine in your life. And, um, another thing is with like, with youth, especially young children, how unnatural virtual learning is. Obviously it's not something I would ever thought about before, but you realize that when it's, when something is taken from you, how kids just need to run like like wolf packs on the playground and just tackling each other and playing and laughing and crying and figuring out how to be little humans who interact with one another. You know, and I, I see that so many young kids have essentially have, have a year of that taken away from them. I think high school kids have been able to cope a little bit better, but with the youth, it's been apparent. And it goes to like time moving. I, you know, teaching Macbeth and Shakespeare, that famous line where he says, "Come what come may, time and the hour runs through the roughest day." Whether things are incredible when you're in the best space of your life, or whether it's as horrible as you think it can be, time is going to keep moving. You think about how heated things were at the end of the last presidency, and it was like coming to a boiling point, but. Sure enough, the dates on the calendar arrived and things shifted and the world kept spinning. It made me think about um, when Steve Jobs gave that commencement speech at Stanford some, sometime in two, it was 2007. I don't know what year. He talked about death and the fact that we're all mortal creatures. Remembering that I'll be dead soon is the most important tool I've ever encountered to help me make the big choices in life. Because almost everything, all external expectations, all pride, all fear of embarrassment or failure, these things just fall away in the face of death, leaving only what is truly important. Remembering that you are going to die is the best way I know to avoid the trap of thinking you have something to lose. You are already naked. There is no reason not to follow your heart. No one wants to die. Even people who want to go to heaven don't want to die to get there. And yet, death is the destination we all share. No one has ever escaped it. And that is as it should be, because death is very likely the single best invention of life. It's life's change agent. It clears out the old to make way for the new. Your time is limited, so don't waste it living someone else's life. Don't be trapped by dogma, which is living with the results of other people's thinking. Don't let the noise of others' opinions drown out your own inner voice. And most important, have the courage to follow your heart and intuition. They somehow already know what you truly want to become. I've been trans since the beginning for me, since the late 1970s. The the gender that you are born into, by the way, is determined using a simple test by answering the question, do you have a penis? So I passed that test and I got along fine as a boy. I learned from a couple of early embarrassing experiences how to pass. Meanwhile, I dreamt of becoming female when I was a boy, when I was a teenager, when I was a young adult. Uh, Now that I'm a regular adult, I'm getting around to it. The hard part for me historically is that I was never gender dysphoric. If you're dysphoric, then you hate the gender you were born into. 
and hating the birth gender makes the decision easier, but I never hated being a boy. For a long time, I got along just fine. I've been advised by my therapists as recently as this year to just continue to live in the body I'm in, but dress as a woman. I get that. It's sort of a path of least resistance approach, but it's not me. I'm not a man who likes to wear dresses. I'm a trans woman. So I decided to make a change. It is an incredibly difficult decision, and that is an understatement. But it's part of who I am. Here we go. Longer this time, not short. Hopefully my pointer finger can hold the button down. feels incoherent and rambling and that's probably because a rooster woke me up at 4 a.m. and it's 6 now and I've just been laying in bed thinking about how I'm going to talk to my neighbor how I'm going to consider them and uh, their needs and why they might have a rooster and how we can work together to resolve this issue of sleeplessness. I feel like I can work with them and hopefully they can work with me. I don't know if you know this, but I uh, bought a little place in Lodi that I'm turning into an Airbnb. And it's in the Hispanic area. It's a little house on an alley. And there's a lot of opportunities for communication with neighbors. I've got four crazy boys across the street. Behind me, there's a kid who enjoys axe throwing and hacking a yucca tree for like, he'll hack at it for an hour. And you can like feel the ground move in my house. He hits it so hard with this hatchet. And then there's the neighbors to the other side that have 20 chickens and three roosters. Maybe they're down to two because I asked them to chill on the rooster front once already. And they were quite obliging, but I realized it was two roosters. One went, er, 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 and the other went, er, 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 and the er, 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 er guy is gone. So, Lots of opportunities to, to meet people and create relationships and find out what makes them tick and try to connect and not just be demanding. So that's a major thing, lesson that's happening right now is just trying to be a good neighbor even though I'm not going to live here ultimately. It's going to be a place for people to come and rest and hopefully enjoy. What else? I learned how to let go of so many things and I witnessed so many of my friends having to do the same thing. How Just to let go. Really how to let go. Let go. Let and go. Find a way to make peace with what is and what is being given with the loss of what was being taken away. Find a way to make peace with 
what is and what is being given with the loss of what was being taken away. And every single one of us had things removed. If it was, you know, tangible things that you found were your comforts, like, you know, toilet paper or <laughs> shopping or, you know, tacos from your favorite place that's closed, um, those kind of things. Or if it was, um, you know, jobs and lifestyles and huge things, relationships. Um, yeah, just so much, so much change, so much change. So I think this year has taught me so patience much so um, more much than ever. Change. Patience and how golden it really is and how precious it is to honor the flow of divinity and release and let go. And that was my meditation, my mantra, my daily, still is today I said this. <laughs> I must release to be the peace. That is the mantra. I, I must, must release to, to be, be the, the peace. peace. Because everything that is consistently coming is um, a, a lot of let go. And in order to really let go, you have to release and let, let go. go. When you do, you gain peace. You're in peace. When you can release your attachment to whatever divinity is deciding it needs to go, no matter how frustrating or shocking or horrible you may feel it is or battle um if it's happening it's happening and the only way to win the only way that we can win is by turning that key of perception inside our brains and that beautiful golden key i always envision it this like skeleton key with hearts on the end and i stick it into my brain and i twist it and I think to myself, you can see this from a different way. Yes, that's a horrible thing that that thing just happened or- If it's happening, it's happening. You just lost or this person did something so rude and you're like, wow, how could you do that? But the real is that doesn't matter. What really matters is how you perceive it because that's what makes it what it is. And in accepting everything, as you know divinity and then making choices with response no retaliation no reaction just response really good calm conscious kind response strong boundary level response potent powerful potent potent vibrant potent. response powerful, you know but whatever powerful, it is powerful, it's not I, I feel like the key is to not react to take time to really tune in to the highest form of of response from this in interaction this experience and the most important is release 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 I must release to be the peace I, I must release to, to be, be the peace. I'll also include this. This is a, a prayer that I give myself every day as well um, to make it through things we do. And I feel like it's just a, a confirmation. It's a confirmation that things are moving and grooving, a, a way to be grateful for what is, because I believe that's the key to bringing in more positivity and, and acceptance at what is and finding ways to release and be the peace. Um, so it starts out Thank you, thank you, thank you. And when I say it three times, one is for me, one is for them, and one is for spirit. One is for the all, for universe. And them being just any other, any other element, thing, whatever it is, besides, you know, spirit and ether and God, whatever it may be. So it starts out like this. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Yes, yes, yes. Bless, bless, bless. Love, 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 surrender, 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 forgive, 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 release, 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 receive, 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 believe, 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 achieve, 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 succeed, 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 allow, 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 trust, 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 now 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 yes that is it and it's 
like an, an opening to that door every day, every day, just inviting the magic in and saying, yes, 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 I'm okay with what it is. It's, it's crazy. It's wild. We don't know anything. We can't trust anything that's going to be the same. Nothing is. In fact, that's the only thing you can guarantee. It's changing. So yeah, embrace the change. Be a change agent, an agent of change and make it your friends and release and just ride the waves, man. For real though, just ride it, flow. That's a good thing that's gonna be happening for the rest of this year, just flow. It's all gonna be okay. We're working it out. Release, be the peace. Bless, bless, bless. And of course I still have two 2012's Prometheus and 2017's Alien Covenant um, still to go. I think neither of which Includes Sigourney Weaver, so I don't, I don't know how relevant they'll end up being. I've been recently learning about the vagus nerve, and I you maybe already know about it. I feel like it's kind of out there, but it's pretty insane how we are able to calm our sympathetic nervous system. That's the part of our brain that drops into fight, flight, freeze destroy there's also a cling aspect of that response too now that we notice but man the parasympathetic nervous system the vagus nerve lengthening your exhales humming vibrating make them or even foo or om sounds there's a reason why that shit's been around for thousands of years and it's because it literally quiets the part of our brain that's saying holy shit something's wrong we need to do something we need to move into action so that's been an interesting ride and something that i feel like compelled to put in people's uh radar as far as just try like making deep humming noises and lengthening your exhales for five to ten minutes a day couple minutes a day it's real um and that when you can do that you can actually create a lot of room for even the most uncomfortable painful of human emotions and that in doing so the amount of work that we put in to try to get rid of those things becomes, I don't know, less of a thing. I think the main lesson is that life is good and you don't need so much. Um... That's just my perspective today. I mean, there's, that's all, you know, there, there are days that are hard. I just don't expect that life throws anything at you that you can't handle. I just think that we're very capable and I think that I'm learning that uh, it really helps to uh, to have good leadership out there oh god this is so long this message not the pandemic I feel like the year flew by actually 
I don't know about you, but I feel like this has been a very enriching year. Like, uh, luckily I have somebody that I love, that I live with, and I feel like this has brought us closer together. And we have more resources and we feel wealthier when we're limited in what we can do. And it's not a contradiction. It sounds like it is, you know. It sounds like, you know, you take away certain choices and freedoms and you think, oh, I'll be worse off for it. It's not a contradiction. You're wealthier because you don't, you're not overwhelmed by all the choices and everything that you have to do to attain them and, um, Yeah, this year, pandemic has been a real boon. And I think people are pretty resilient. I've also learned that, you know, I am quite... Uh, privileged and white, so maybe that's just the perspective of a privileged white man. There's a lot of people suffering, but my for my own personal lessons, that's what's true. Oh, and maybe uh, one lesson or whatever, or one thing that grew stronger during the dust. 12 months, 12 months, John. Uh, tolerance, maybe. Even though I would say I've always been a tolerant person, but yeah, I would say that grew stronger. If I see people or hear people and maybe would have thought one year ago, I don't get it, why do you do that? Or why do you say that? Or why do you act like that? Or why do you react like that? Now I'm all like... I get it. It's okay. It's you. It's okay. I mean, in, if you know what I mean. Or maybe that's because I'm so numb <laughs> that I don't want to fight anymore. But uh, it's like, yeah, all right. That's the way you have to react to the situation. It's okay. I think tolerance grew. But I think and hope not only in me, but in others as well. But I also have more capacity to see people's suffering and to help. So, man, I feel like that's because I'm not chasing down so many things. So, uh, I think we can be better humans. And I think it starts with putting our own selves aside and doing what's good for the community and we all become rewarded we all become wealthier the only question I think is what will happen as things evolve and we're drawn back to the people that we love when we get our hugs and we get our togetherness what will be the lesson of that a couple of fun facts 
transitioning takes time. I am in the bad haircut phase. Hormones work slowly and sometimes unevenly, but eventually they make a big difference in your body, in your outlook, uh, even in your desires. All you need to do to transition is tell people, I'm trans. There, that's it. Now I'm trans. Everybody has the right to an opinion. No one has the right to tell you what to do. This year, the isolation forced me to become more myself than I've ever been before. And it's funny, cause now I feel like a totally different person, but I'm not. I'm just more deeply me, more afraid of this world going back to normal than this new reality. I feel like there were some plus sides, like with all the less driving, climate change kind of started slowing down a little bit, which was pretty cool and awesome. But um, yeah, I don't know. 2020 was a mixed bag. Definitely a mixed bag. Talking to a stranger. Why do we send these messages? 
such unbelievable, oppressive and impossible lies. Yeah, impressive and impossible lies. Impressive and impossible lies. Impressive and impossible lies. Oppressive and impossible. Oppressive and impossible No one would play this game in a casino Come what come may, time and the hour runs through the roughest day No one would play Approach situations with curiosity and without expectation Please. 